Hello and thank you for joining us for another sermon. As we moved through the holiday season, it's a reminder as to how when I was a child, I grew up in a very tight-knit family. I grew up spending the holidays with my extended family at my grandmother's house. We all looked forward to it. It was Christmas Eve at Grandma's. She was the family matriarch and ensured everyone was there. My grandmother was the life of the party and the extended family. If things ever got too heated or heavy, my grandmother would guide the conversation. She ensured everyone stayed in a good mood. What good memories they were. This was my family's tradition. And as we became adults, we learned who we were based on these traditions. Another tradition that we all had during the holidays is like many others, watching Christmas movies. As with the tradition my family had as a society, many of us share the tradition of watching holiday movies during Christmas. And just as my family learned from these Christmas parties, we can also learn from the tradition of these traditional Christmas movies. Often debates over traditionalism crop up in comparison between Protestantism and Catholicism, between the Jewish faith and Christianity, between numerous faiths. Now, Protestantism adheres to sola scriptura. That is, Protestants hold to the authority of, of scripture alone in matters of faith and practice. Catholicism, on the other hand, gives equal weight to tr church tradition. The truth is, all religions, no matter if it's a Christianity such as Protestantism, the Catholics, the Mormons, or if it's the Jewish faith, the Muslim faith, or even the Buddhist faith, no matter what religion it is, it is based on tradition. When we look at what the Bible says on tradition, including Jesus' rebuke of the traditionalists of his day, in Luke eleven thirty seven through 52, it is clear that the tradition is only authoritative insofar as it is based on truth. It is the lessons that we learn that shape the way we live that matter. We can follow all the traditions and they mean nothing if we do not follow the lessons learned from them. So does this mean that we need to stop the traditions that we all love? Well, as long as they don't cause harm, the answer is simple. No, continue them. Enjoy them. But understand why you are doing them. Don't just do them because it's been done for generations. Look for meaning in each tradition. In my family, these family gatherings pointed to the importance of the family staying close and the critical role that each person played in the whole family. Just as we all play an essential role in our communities. Even the traditions of sitting on the couch with our kids, spouses, families, and loved ones to watch holiday movies plays an essential role in developing our lives and should be passed on to our next generation. Holiday movies and TV specials can teach us how to live better and enjoy more happiness year-round. These are some of the essential life lessons from a few of my old favorites and some other works 
that may be less well known. So, of course, we're going to start with How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Lessons learned from there is sing joyfully, resist the commercial pressure, and let your heart grow bigger. Singing joyfully. Every religion tells us to sing joyfully. And so does the Grinch. Because before he had his change of heart, singing was what the Grinch liked least of all. Surround yourself with the music of the season and sing along. And you'll be happier. You'll be less stressed. And life will tend to fall into place. Resist commercial pressures. Now we all have commercial pressures around the holiday seasons, but the Grinch learned that Christmas and Hanukkah and all the other holidays, they don't come from a store. Focus on the true meaning of the holidays by sharing time with loved ones and looking for ways to make others happy. That is the true meaning of this season, after all. And let your heart grow bigger. Dr. Seuss suspected that the Grinch suffered from a heart two sizes too small. And a lot of people right now are suffering from the same thing. As soon as it grew three sizes larger, though, he brought back the toys he stole. He put everything right and got to love his new friends in Whoville. Let your heart grow and become part of your community. Now, that's easier said than done this year with everything going on. But there are still ways that you can become part of your family, part of your community, and part of the whole. If it means calling a family member or friend that you haven't spoken to in a long time, then do that. Now... Let's move to It's a Wonderful Life. Lessons we can learn there is recognize that one person can make a difference. I know, it said a lot. One person can't possibly make a difference, but one person can. While the challenges around us can seem overwhelming sometimes, we all create our own environment. In the movie It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey leads a modest life, but he prevents good old Bedford Falls, from turning into a sleazy Pottersville. He was the reason that the druggists didn't go to prison. He was the reason that the town was as great as it was. We all play a linchpin in our community, and it is important that we all build on that, that we, we are that important building block that creates society what it is. Then celebrate the potential to create better outcomes. With all the talk about toxic people, we may sometimes overlook the fact that we all possess a mix of constructive and destructive qualities. By appealing to the good in people, in the movie, George helps them to succeed in every walk of life. And by appealing to the good in your neighbors, you can do the same. And there's some things that we're just not strong enough to overcome. And that's the importance of being in a community. So welcome help from others. 
in It's a Wonderful Life. As powerful as George is, he still needs Clarence the angel to help him through a rough night. Regardless of whatever weakness you possess, you can still serve as somebody's angel if you're willing to reach out. God has put you in the path of that person for a reason, and it is important that you play that role. And don't turn others away. They are there to help you. And if we all help each other, it really will be a wonderful life. Now let's talk about a classic, A Christmas Carol. A Christmas Carol is probably one of the greatest movies ever created when it comes to Christmas. First, teach old dogs new tricks. We may sometimes feel that our habits are too ingrained to change. Those traditions have created the people we are. But if it was the wrong tradition and we learned the wrong lesson from it, we can still change. Scrooge proves that a life of stinginess can give way to one of kindness even late in life. And there's always new lessons around us that we can learn from. So pay attention and pay attention to your dreams. We spend about one third of our life sleeping. Put that time to good use by listening to what your dreams may be trying to tell you. There are messages from us to us, and there's a reason we're having those dreams. Look at those dreams and learn the lessons that can come from them. You have to come to terms with your past. Recognize the unhealthy patterns that get between you and greater happiness. In the book, Scrooge's Greed cost him his first love. It cost him so much more, too. You may need to become more generous to transform your relationships. In the Bible, we are told what we do to the least is the same as what we do to Christ. It is important that we do what we can to help everyone. That person may be helping you at the same time. And we need to become more resilient. We need to help ourselves become more resilient. The Cratchit family remains cheerful despite their po po uh, poverty. Despite Tiny Tim being crippled. Despite them being poor. Tiny Tim appreciates his blessings even though he is that poor little crippled boy. If we bear our hardships with patience, we can protect our peace of mind. We can work for world peace. Now, world pe work for world peace is the true story of the 1914 Christmas truce um, captured in Joel Noel. If German, French, and Scottish troops can call a ceasefire on Christmas Eve during World War I, maybe we can do the same. Maybe we can all live a more peaceful life. Many of us look forward to watching our favorite holiday movies and specials each year. It's a great way to revisit their inspiring messages and share them with our children. Like any other tradition, each of these and numerous others bring forth numerous life lessons that we should take and live throughout the year. This year has and still promises to bring 
us a lot of differences in the way we celebrate. We're all going to have to celebrate this year in a different way than we are used to. It will be harder to continue some traditions like those large family gatherings. However, it has also brought us the resources through technology to modify and continue them. This year, we must pass on the lessons that we all learned while staying open to modifying how these lessons are learned. We are never given more than we can handle. We have to look to the tools we have been given to continue to learn and evolve. Because after all, that is why God has placed us here to learn all that we can. I hope everyone has a fantastic and happy holidays. And make sure you come back next week for next week's sermon. Have a great week, and once again, happy holidays.